producer. You are a producer. You are a producer, but you're not the as, producer. As lead producer, let me say you're that. You're definitely as lead not producer, lead producer. As, as executive. Somebody go check this girl's mic. <laughs> I'm a top level executive, and I need you to respect my top. Some, somebody check this girl's mic. Okay. She's a producer, but one not thing, the one producer. One thing that you need to learn about me is okay. I'm a top level executive. After all the work that to, I put in is. And I need you to respect my top. Where's that from? Uh, I'm a top level executive, and I need you to respect my top. Is this a Real Housewives quote? You're, yeah, you're in there. <laughs> okay. Who is this from? Who, who was it? Is this Sheree? This is Sheree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to respect your top, but I need you to respect mine. <laughs> when you this called is, me the day of, Sheree. I called you, and she said, no, you didn't. And who's going to check me, boo? <laughs> We're rolling. Okay, well, hey, Bye. when are we not rolling? BT dubs. Pop stars. Hello. Welcome back to an all brand new episode of Cold Pop. It's me, Trent and Rashad. And it's Marcus Drew Steele. And this week we have a lot to talk about. We are talking about, um, we're going to we're gonna recap verses. Patti LaBelle, Gladys Knight. Gladys, Gladys, Gladys. Uh, I don't cook, I don't clean, but now um, I ain't got no ring. <laughs> we're going to okay, talk about Cardi stretch, B. But okay, I'm going to let you live. Uh, yes. uh, there's a lot to talk about. You know, the Emmys are coming up. There's new music the coming out. The big time out. Emmys got winners. Um, yeah, so then we also have uh, a really interesting spill segment inspired yes. by uh, Andrew Gillum. So we're going to talk a little bit about his interview with Tamron Hall, but a lot to discuss. Uh, Marcus, you up first. How's, been, how's the week? Oh, the week has been going fine. Uh, you know, same old, same old, minding my business, doing what I do, you know. A little of this, a little of that. Okay. Um, yeah, that's about it. Drug dealer. That's I like, you. you know, just, you know me, <laughs> you doing know my me. thing, doing a little bit of this, a little of that. A little you of know, this, a little of that. Uh, like, what have you been up to? Um, I've been a little busy, to be honest. Um, I feel like I've been in a little bit of a quarantine funk. Um, it shows. You've got a real what? nasty attitude this week. I've had a really nasty attitude. Thank you yeah. for that feedback. I appreciate that. Um, but no, it, it was good time. So I've just been trying to figure out ways to get out. And I've been doing I've been doing some small hangouts with people. Yeah, so what's wrong? What's going on? Why are you in a funk? Well, I just, I haven't been out of the house. Like, so I feel like I've now, I'm working on getting out of the house and doing some small, intimate gathers, do gatherings. You, do you think the reason why you haven't been out of the house is because you're doing the whole 30 and so you don't want to like... Well, I mean, that's places. part of it, but not really. I mean, some things I turned down, but other things I don't. So, so you, you said that like you were booked. Like, some things I turned down. I'm actually, no, I'm but. not booked, but I don't. I'm not the kind of person to also put things on my calendar just because there's nothing there. Um, and I so, know that's right. With that being said, like, I've been doing some small intimate gatherings. So, like, last weekend, the, we did the Patty versus Gladys watch party. Yeah. So, that was a. Uh, 
What did I say? The patty what? You said the patty versus because it was. Party. That's all it was. It was. <laughs> I mean, Gladys. No, Gladys killed it. I'm just joking. I love Gladys say. Knight. Gladys um, definitely won but, that. So. What I thought was cool is that we got to kind of do that in like a small intimate setting. And I've been doing a couple of those this week. What did you think of the versus battle? I thought it was really good. You know, I think both of them have hits. Both of them have iconic songs. Yeah. But I think for me... There are songs I have never heard neither. of that me were neither. brought up. And I was like, oh. Me neither. Is this new music? I think for me, though, Gladys definitely won just because she sounded just like her records and she sang all was of that, them live. But was that the competition? Or are we talking about... Versus I thought was usually just based on the music and the hits. Oh, basically. I mean, or are pretty... we talking about like, oh, who performed the best? Because... Well, if we're talking about just the hits, then it's even. Like I thought that they both did really well, and okay. they both have they both had Nick and you Nick. gave Gladys an edge though because she came ready to sing, she, and, and Gladys and did. did. Gladys was <laughs> and performing did. and singing her life. I yes. mean, she really, she really um, did it. And I think Patty tried to step up to it as well. She stepped she up did. to the plate. She did. She said, "Okay, you sing it. I'm gonna sing." She said, "Okay, um, girl." So mm-hmm. I appreciate that, but I thought it was really good. One song that was introduced to me through the versus battle now is License to Kill. I uh, never heard yeah. that hit. I so Gladys Knight's License to Kill, which was on I think a 007 or Golden Eye yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. Like I've been spinning that record all week. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. So that's been like in my Apple Music on repeat. Come on, Apple Music. Um, so so I really enjoyed it. But just doing like small gatherings like that, that's what's been and, and of course trying to keep up with uh, catch up with TV. Is there anything that you're watching or seeing? Uh, not right now. I do know that the Mandalorian second season is coming out with. Uh, they just came out with their trailer. I um, mean, the second season actually begins October thirtieth on does Disney it Plus. Good? It, it good? does. It looks really good. Okay. It's the most. It's the most highly anticipated show on Disney Plus. Okay. And they've got a lot coming out this fall, this winter, especially in the, the realms of Marvel, Star Wars, and some other original movies and yeah. things like that that seem a little pretty interesting. So I am excited. Yeah, First no, really I, um, and I've been thinking, I've been going back and forth about starting The Mandalorian. You should. It's good. I don't know if it necessarily speaks to me because you know, I'm not a Star Warsian. Carlos Esposito is in it. Okay, who's that? You know, from School Days, the a principal? You have to say uh, Juan Carlos. Juan, I, okay, I, I'm Juan not, Carlos. I don't, yeah. Excuse me. Juan Carlos Esposito is in Okay, this. well, no, great. I'm he's, glad to see he's him. I'm glad to see he's Julian. And, um, <laughs> but no, so I'm not a Star Wars person, though. Uh, I, okay, But I fair. have been thinking about, like... Your so, man is. Well, right. But with Emmy, your man um, So with the Emmys, I've been, like, trying to do at least the pilots of some of the like most nominated that's shows. That's what I've been doing, um, watching the pilot so episodes. That's I I haven't made it to the Mandalorian yet, but that was one that was definitely heavily heavily nominated. Yes. Um, so, definitely this should check it Sunday's out. Sunday's uh, Emmys and so um or you mean yesterday's Emmys? Well, it, yeah, that's right. I forget we record 2 months in advance. So, for the <laughs> Emmys it happened in mid September. <laughs> Anyways, let's Um, Let's go ahead and switch over to our first segment then. Yes, so it is time for our uh, fave segment entitled, Woo Chow. You wanted to leave me hanging (laughs) this week. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. Um, You see how that feels? I felt very confident. Did you? Actually, I I think we should do it. I think 
we should continue to do that way. I wanted to just let you know how it felt from last week. But listeners, let's go ahead and get started. Marcus, what do you have up first? Wait, I'm not ready. Okay, Uh, well, I'll go first. I am ready. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about, and this is a serious note. I don't know. Have you ever seen the series called Cheer on Netflix? No, I didn't watch that. So it was a very popular uh, documentary style series that followed um, some Texas cheerleaders who were have been national champs multiple years running. And you got to know a bunch of the cheerleaders and their struggles and kind of their journey and their lead up to the national competition or whatever. And the head coach, her name was Monica Aldana. She's on Dancing with the Stars right now. Um, as one of the contestants. But one of okay. the cheerleaders, Jerry Harris, who was a fan favorite, uh, is going through a little bit of trouble right now. He was actually just recently arrested for and charged with child pornography. Um, now, according to the show, and he, Jerry lives here in Illinois uh, with his adoptive family. And so if you watch the show, you know that he's adopted and so he has a white family or whatever. And Jerry Harris with. is black. Jerry Harris is black. Is this black? If you know who black, Jerry, yes. queer. Jerry Yes. Jerry Harris is a black queer man. Um, I'm not sure how I yeah, I didn't know if he was queer, like if he was gay. No, bisexual. yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about it in the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just want to read this. It says Chicago area native Jerry Harris rocketed to fame earlier this year as a breakout star of the Netflix docuseries Cheer. However, those images of him the reason why this is so shocking is because in the show, Jerry was known for being like the, he, they call it floor talk, mat talk or some whatever, which is where you basically encourage everyone else who's on the mat. So you're, you're like yelling like, you got this, you do this. Like, you better go girl. You better okay. do this. Stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so Jerry was like infamous for being that girl, being that guy who always did that. He always brought a lot of positivity Here we go. and everything like that. And so, but on Thursday, this past Thursday, FBI agents raided his home. I think he still lives with his adoptive family. Okay. Um, and arrested him on charges of uh, child pornography, uh, alleging that he repeatedly coerced minor victims to oh, send wow. him obscene photos and videos of themselves and solicited sex from boys as young as 13 at cheerleading competitions. Oh, wow. And how old is Jerry? Uh, Jerry is 21 and lived in Naperville. Wait. So how old was he when he was doing these actions? I guess as most as recent the reason they said that they uh as most recently as this year. And so Harris it says Harris okay. of Naperville was charged in a criminal complaint with one count of production of child pornography which carries a minimum of 15 years in prison upon conviction. That is crazy. It is crazy. It's because he is 21. I'm curious as to when some of this started. And when it ended and the ages of the boys named. So I know you said they started at 13, but when, let's say that that, let's say that that video was from, you know, five years back, right? Like, is, uh, okay. So like, was the boy 13, five years ago and is now 18? Like, those are some of the things that I want to know, um, just before, 
So right here it says, according to the criminal complaint, Harris first contacted one male victim on Snapchat in December 2018 and over the next 15 months repeatedly enticed him to produce sexually explicit videos and photographs of himself and send them to Harris. So let's say 2018, he would have been what? Who it says the boy informed Harris during their initial online encounter that he was 13 years old. So he was 13 in 2018, which means that he's only 15 now. So, and then Jerry at that time was... Would have been... 18? Uh, 19. Okay. So, still an adult. Mm-hmm. That uh, shocked me. I just... 2020 is just... Won't get off of our backs. Won't get off of our necks. And I'm... I'm shocked. I hope that more comes out about this and this is not necessarily true. I yes. mean... This is crazy, though. This is wild. Woo child. That's all yeah. I can say is woo child. Definitely a woo child moment. Um, I hope that the young men named are getting the support that they need. Um, and I hope that Jerry's legal team is and family is surrounding him and supporting him during this time as well. This definitely seems like a um, sticky situation that I don't know will be so black and white once everything comes out. But I just hope that both parties are, are able to move on from this. It says, the last thing I want to say, this is from the Chicago Tribune. It says, the complaint stated Harris also admitted to soliciting and receiving child pornography on Snapchat from at least between 10 to 15 other individuals he knew were minors. Damn. And yeah, I mean, it's really tough. Like it's, and I guess my question is, is it like, are these people who like saw him on the show and like jumping in DMs? Well, the show came out just in 2019, and so these are from 2018. So this is before the show even aired. Okay. So I just I'm at a loss for where like I I I knew, but I didn't want to read into it too much because I wanted to shave save my reaction for the show. But like reading this now, I'm clutching my imaginary pearls. Like this mm-hmm. is a lot. So Wu Child and I, I hope. Um, he says he admitted to it, so I hope that they're able to, I guess, maybe strike some sort of some sort of plea deal so that he doesn't spend an immense amount of time in jail. But yeah. I mean, if he if this is true and he's guilty, then what can you say? Yeah, there's not much you could say. So, woo child. Okay, that's that's the first thing I have. Okay, uh, what do you have? Wake up, Mr. West. Okay, so Kanye. Um, Yeezy West ha- is right now currently on his like a mental breakdown. Not a mental breakdown, but definitely no, a Twitter definitely. rant. Um, so Kanye West, if you've been following him at all, um, what do they call it? They, like the obsessive behavior? What OCD? Obsessive compulsive? Or no? There's another. There's another term. I, I'll think. Okay. Of it. Keep going. But so anyway, so Kanye West has been doing a Twitter rant now for that's been going on days. a couple of days, um, <laughs> and he's calling out several different people, different brands, organizations, Manic companies. Manic behavior—that's what I was okay. thinking of. Okay. Um, and so he kind of started out with fashion and was like, "I don't have a seat on this place. I don't have a seat at Gap. I don't have a seat. I don't have a seat for this brand and all of these things." And now he's kind of tackling the music industry. Um, and so with that. There was a lot of uh, rants that were posted by by Kanye stating issues with um, the music, the, the music uh, industry, and kind of calling it modern day slavery. Um, 
there was, you know, tweets saying that with all, all the musicians will be free. Um, it then went on to a video that was posted of um, Kanye peeing on his Grammy Award. Um, the Grammy Award was like in the toilet. I and saw the video. Like, yeah. uh, peeing on it. Some people are kind of taken. And it's like, also the caption under that, it says, trust me, I won't stop. Um, so definitely a completely refuting the music industry and I guess asking for change, calling for change within that. But some people are kind of taken to Twitter and saying, like, this is disgraceful. This is not the way to go about it. Um, Diane Warren, uh, popular songwriter Diane Warren, was one of those people that, that kind of stood up and said that that, that was not okay. Didn't but Hit Boy, Hit, hit Boy, There was a couple maker, of people. He said um, something too? At some point during the rant, he did lose access. He's got he got placed in Twitter oh, jail man, for twelve hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Fox now but there. but now it's back. And I've been kind of updating myself throughout this, and I will be updating myself throughout the recording of this podcast just because I don't want to miss anything good. Um, but this, yeah, it's. I mean, I can't say that I'm completely surprised. This is very much like Kanye and what we've come to expect. Um, in one of the latest tweets that he posted today was he's ca- he's talking to um, North, um, his oldest daughter. And it was like saying, like, don't let them think, don't think that, you know, your dad was a bad man and that he was trying to do, you know, all these um, things and bring about change. Um, Kim, I haven't heard anything from Kim just you yet. You probably won't. Um, what do you think she's thinking about? The same thing that I'm thinking about, like. <laughs> What are you doing? What is you doing, baby? What what are you doing? Like, I... Kim's like, look, I can't even focus on the Kardashians because I have to focus <laughs> on this man. There's just a lot that seems to be going on with Ye, and I feel like the more and more these acts are for help, like, the more and more I could see him being put on a Britney Spears plan. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily have a comment. Like, I'm not a fan. Do you think that he could be put on a conservator conservatorship? He might like, need to be. I there might, at some point in time. Like, if Kim des- ever decides to divorce him, he's definitely not getting any type of custody of the kids. That's a lot of kids. That's, yeah, and like, I just I'm not a fan. This is who y'all want to be president. Who? No one. And so no one said that. Um, <laughs> this is who y'all on Twitter talking about y'all trying to vote for for president? A child. Woo child. I mean, to be okay. honest, his, some of his behavior is not that much different from Donald Trump. So, but, why, right, but we don't need it again. No, but I'm just saying. Um, I just remember reading from Hit Boy's Instagram post. He said, it's so, which is so weird because I don't know why he included in this unless he wanted people to run with it. But he was like, I stopped working with Kanye or Kanye West stopped working with me because I was working with Beyonce and blase blase. And then he went on to talk about, you know, the music and uh, the record deals and stuff like that and how it is set up for people to fail and how, you know, yeah. uh, what is it? Universal? I guess it's universal. Yeah, no, that people they're fighting. come out on both sides and been like, you know, hey, he ain't lying, though. So I mean, with the, the, the infamous, I'll tell, I'll say this every time, and if you're black, you know this. This always goes back to the infamous TLC left eye breakdown, where Lisa broke down the points on the record and what you get and what you don't get, and how record labels well, sometimes yeah. rob mm-hmm. you. That go if you haven't heard that, go Google it, look it up. 
Yeah, I just need Kanye to chill because I could see them trying to get him on a situation like Britney, and then with the Kardashians being in charge of that, that would be that would be very detrimental. So, what do you think is gonna happen? I'm not really sure. I need him to chill. Like, I feel like he does a good job of like knowing when to, he pushes it all the way up and goes a little bit over, but somehow is able to kind of bring it back and be like, I'm not crazy. The peeing on the Grammy looks a little crazy. That was a little much, but it definitely was a Wu Chow moment and something that I um, will not forget. A moment <laughs> that I will not forget. It's most pleasing to my career. Um, well, please keep us updated in real time on tweets. Definitely. From uh, Kanye West, Mr. West, yeah. and Wu Chow. Certainly. What do you have next? Uh, what else? I, the next thing I have comes from the Washington Post, and it says the city of Louisville announced this past week on Tuesday that a $12 million settlement with the family of Breonna Taylor and a number of changes in how local officers obtain and execute search warrants. It is among the largest payouts for a police killing in the country's history, according to a Taylor family attorney. First off, what do we think about this payout? I think what a lot of people think. I, You know what? Great that y'all did this payout, but don't think that this payout is going to blanket the conversation, stop the conversation for what else needs to happen, especially as it comes to in regards of these officers. So, so like, don't think that that's going to be like, okay, well, this is it. This is the payout. Uh, sign a non-disclosure. Um, and and we're done with it. Like, this is not the bow that you're going to tie this up in, and you're not going to be able to wipe your hands from it. So just make sure that while you want to do this payout and you want to help this family, fine, but you, <laughs> you have an entire nation that is calling for these officers to be brought to justice. And that's what you need to also be focusing on and speaking to. I agree. I think it's imperative that everybody understands that this was a civil suit payout and not a criminal suit right. payout. And so criminal, the criminal investigation is still underway. And Daniel Cameron, I think is his name, who's the attorney general, is Child. supposed to be, I don't, yeah, I don't have any faith in that. It's supposed to be deciding with the investigation whether or not any charges are going to be brought by any of the officers. What I want to know is, is with the, you, you reference this, with this $12 million payout, are there any conditions that the family has to abide by upon accepting mm -hmm. the offer? Is that the fact, is it the fact that they can't uh, pursue criminal prosecution? I don't think that that's the case. Okay. I feel very confident in their lawyer um, whose name escapes me at this moment. <laughs> but... I um I don't feel like he would go for that. Well, so I think their what is the lawyer's name? Uh Sam Aguiar is the name of the lawyer, the an attorney for the Taylor family. Yeah. Um Benjamin Crump is also involved, but mm -hmm. Sam Aguiar is like the main litigator or whatever. Um, and he says, this, he, Sam Aguilar says, here's another quote, says, the settlement is of mutual interest, said Sam Aguilar, an attorney for the Taylor family. In an interview Tuesday, the city was able to afford this level of justice. Breonna Taylor's mother has been adamant from day one that reform was needed to reduce the likelihood that no other family has to endure this type of tragedy. Um, it's still not justice. It's still not justice, no. So, Let me tell you what happened. Louisville said, 
we need this derby money to hit. And then whatever we're able to get from that, I'm going to pair it with that. And then we're going to put it together. From what I understand, this is coming out of taxpayer money. So this $12 million is coming out of taxpayer money, which means that we are paying for this. Or well, you don't Kentucky, pay taxes in Louisville. Kentucky's uh, residents are paying for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't confirm that, from, but the things that I've read and from what I understand. So if, what's the point? Well, I don't. What I'm saying is, is like I think yes, this family does need something, and like I'm. So my energy towards this, this whole thing is yes and. Yes, come on, improv. Yes and. <laughs> yes and yeah. What's next? Because this is not the end. So that's how I feel about it. It says the settlement. The last thing I want to say is the settlement does not include an admission of wrongdoing by the city or police officers involved in the raid. Lenita Baker, mm. attorney for another attorney for the Taylor family, said her clients did not plan to file additional lawsuits. Hmm. So okay, they don't wait. Yeah, they don't plan to file additional lawsuits. This is today alone is not enough," said Jefferson County Attorney Mike O'Connell. "I hope this agreement is the next step in bringing a more just Louisville. A more just Louisville is the medicine we need to heal." Hmm. Okay, we'll see. Okay, yeah, that is kind of... Yeah, I don't like the way that that ended. Oh, here it goes. It says, Louisville settlement with Taylor's family will not affect the ongoing investigation by Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron of whether the officers who raided Taylor's apartment should face criminal charges stemming from her death. The Justice Department is also investigating the case. So there is a separate case, but I don't think the family is involved with that case. Mm Mm-hmm. Daniel, They're involved Daniel in Cameron, case. all I'm going to say is make sure that you're making the right choice. We all because know if you want people, no let, let me tell you something. Louisville is not ready because people will come from all over. It says the Taylor family attorneys signal that they would continue their demands that criminal charges be filed. Attorney Benjamin Crump called on the state attorney general to charge. Maybe they will involved. turn that. Listen, Daniel, you better choose wisely because people will come down there and turn Louisville into ground zero. They will take all the Churchill Downs up. Won't they, though? It's woo-chow. Definitely a woo-chow moment. Uh, okay, what else you got? I want to know what is going on at Bravo. Please, enlighten get me because I, I have some thoughts. And get Andy Cohen on the phone because I need to know. So, this week we got news that... Titan veteran icon queen legendary of reality TV mother of the house of Real Housewives of Atlanta would not be returning for season 13. Now, I already know what y'all thinking, but Trent, she's already left once before. Yes, she left once before. I think this is official. But this, the rollout of this gives a very official done, done. done feeling. And so Nene Leakes came with the news through an actual video. She recorded a video for all of her supporters and fans basically stating that they were not returning. Now, mind you, for those who don't know, it's been ongoing, um, the conversations between Nene and Bravo in regards of what the number was and what the, what, what the salary would look like for her to be returning. Um, there were definitely... Shade and tweets thrown throughout all of this time. I don't know if you remember me talking about um, a few episodes ago now about Nene Links kind of doing some comparisons to 
behaviors and um, to some of what her behaviors have been on the show and quote unquote uh, discipline that she received due to those behaviors and how that necessarily wasn't consistent with what the, her white counterparts experienced on other franchises. Mm -hmm. And so there's been this long conversation about negotiations and it sounds like they just couldn't come to a number. Um, this is a huge hit, but it's also tied in with this ongoing trend of some of these Titan housewives not returning for for additional seasons. And so while Nene's not returning for Atlanta, Denise Richards will not be returning she for Beverly Hills. Uh, Dorinda Medley will not be returning for New York. Breakout star of New York this past season, Leah McSweeney, still does not have a contract with Bravo for this upcoming... And they are filming in, like, the next 15 minutes. Like, they film now. And didn't... Uh, what's the other girl? Uh, Lisa Vanderpump, she left? She left after a while ago, but it was... House, but I'm just saying, Lisa like, all the big name girls there. and stuff like that. Yeah, so... Vicky was cut out. So it's definitely... It's something that's um, very interesting. I go back and forth about, like, the show needs new energy and all of those things, but... To me, Real Housewives is Nene Leakes. Like, she is the standout. I mean, um, when you think about all of the franchises, Nene she is, is the number one. Bravo has built so much off, off of the back name. of Nene Leakes. Mm -hmm. Like, they built so much. So much um, free marketing, so much so free press. I feel like you have to kind of take that into account. And I'm not sure what this means. What do you think is going on? So, here's my thought. I think that a lot of this is stemmed from the fact that Kim Zolciak got a spinoff show that's doing terrible in the ratings, yet continues to get renewed, and is not very interesting and or fun to watch at all. So but why Kim's had her show for some, some time. Right. But the point is, is why hasn't Nene been offered a spinoff show? So Why she I hasn't got a lot of... No, she has not gotten a lot of spinoffs. She's been offered one spinoff, and they did it. What was that? I Dream of Nene. On Bravo? On Bravo. How long was it? It was a while. It was it was a limited, but they, it was like her... Um, and it really focused on her and Greg and like their trip down the aisle second time oh, around. they renewing their vows and stuff. Mm -hmm. Still... But Why? she hasn't got, she has not got a spinoff. And I think that that's something that she was, she definitely was looking at and wanted. Um, I definitely don't think that this is the last we've seen of Nene. No. She'll definitely have a show. This just depends on whose network. It could be Bravo. Who knows? Possibly. That's what, that's what I was asking you and uh, uh, our other friend the other day. Do you think that even though that she's leaving Housewives, Bravo is going to give her her own show. Or it, uh, my, my, my only thinking of that would be if contract negotiations broke down on the Housewives, what makes you think that they're going to reach a right. contract negotiation? My that, yeah, my rebuttal to that would be why can't she do both? Right. Um, a lot of the other girls do. Right. And so why wouldn't she be able to? Um, but I think it's there's definitely something going on over there when you tie this situation with Nene Leakes in regards to all of a lot of the other girls, especially this new Leah McSweeney situation. I mean, for those who don't know, Leah McSweeney is the newest housewife to come on to Real Housewives of New York, and she's definitely had a standout year. She's probably what well, she's gained so much popularity in such a short time, but she's also letting it be known that. Yeah, she did that first season for 
not as much money um, because that was and, and now it's time to you know well I'm hey I'm 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 at this level now what can you do for me and so she right now um does not have a does not have a contract with Does Garcelle have a contract? I'm not sure. So she might still be in contract negotiations too. She probably does. Um, Cuz she's not but she also has, she's returning. But she also has a lot of, you know, she has some other things in the fire too, especially with the real. Right. So, but, but I'm not, not announced. But um but yeah, I it, it will be interesting to see um what Bravo is doing. I'm not really sure. I think if you take away the house the housewives franchise from Bravo, you really don't have much of a network. Right. Um, it fills so much of what they do. Well, that and series and it's so. What, what do you think will happen to Atlanta now that Nene's out? I mean, well, I mean, it just goes back to what two seasons ago when Nene wasn't here before. I mean, people said it was boring. It was unex- uneventful. Um, I think. I mean, if they if Nene's out, number one, who are they going to replace her with? I don't question. think that you can replace her. Well, I mean, they need another girl. And if that's the matter, I think it's time Cynthia exit out too. I mean, if we're going to do new... Because, I mean, and Candy's been here, what, since season two? Candy's been there for a long time. Candy's been there for a long time. But she's too, not so, going to leave. So what's the deal? Candy's not going to leave. I think they said she was the highest paid housewife. She's not going to leave. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to do for... The Atlanta franchise. I feel I like either. there will be. I don't really watch that much anyway. There, there, there will be some type of resurgence of Kenya in a more central role, but I don't know if that will be enough, enough to <laughs> yeah. really, enough? Um, you know, take it. Because so. who was the, who's on the show currently? You've got Portia, Kenya, Candy, Candy Cynthia. Cynthia. Um, and then Eva's out. Yeah, and Nini's out. And Nini will be out. So is that um, um, four so girls? Tanya might come on. I don't know if Tanya's coming on in an official sense. Marlo Hampton. She, well, she's already said her and um, both said that the problem Marlo would never be so housewife. I'm trying to think. I think that that's because that's the only ones I could think of. I remember from that picture, the promo for this past season. Are we missing anybody? I don't think so. Because from the promo was, I remember Eve, it was Eva, Portia, Candy, Kenya, Nini, and Cynthia. It was six girls. Okay, that sounds right. And now Eva and Cynthia, I mean, Evia and Nini are gone. So now they're down to four. Yeah, that sounds right. So. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm excited to see who will be back um, and coming for, on for season 13. Woo, chow. What's next for you? Uh, Okay, so this comes from Vanity Fair. After three years of marriage and lots of ups and downs, Cardi B officially filed for divorce from her husband Offset at an Atlanta courthouse this past Tuesday. Cardi claimed in paperwork that her marriage was irretrievably broken and there are no prospects for a reconciliation. A source also Mm. revealed to people that the split is due to her husband's continued infidelity. Offset has pretty much cheated the entire time they've been together, but Cardi looked the other way because of the baby, the source says. She also didn't want to be embarrassed, but she's had enough. The couple shares a two-year-old daughter, Culture Kiari, who Cardi is seeking legal and primary physical custody over. What do we think? Um... 
I'm glad Cardi's getting out. Deuces. Yeah. Kick I'm glad she's getting out. I think it's curb. time. I think, you know, for a while she was trying to put on a brave face. And I think that sometimes you kind of, I'm not, I don't know if this is her experience, but sometimes you want to, you want to defy the odds, right? Like you want to make it, even despite what everyone is saying, like this is somebody that you have a child with, you want to make this work. And I feel like she's kind of coming to a place now of like, how much of me do I let go in order to preserve just the the sanctity of this, you know, this marriage. And so I, I'm exact I'm excited that she's getting out. Did you see the video? They're they're circulating that video of the like what she saw or what was the situation of why she got out the video uh, or why she got out the marriage? No, what was the video? There's sub video of like I don't know if of Offset is like on a video chat or some kind of, but he's in front of a computer and he sees like, it looks like a clutch and he's moving it underneath. As Cardi B comes into the room, he sees a clutch and he immediately like grabs it. Oh, I and did adjusts see it that. And moves it. Like under, out of like the way. Out of the way. I think like under his chair or something like that. Um, which is like, okay, you're just going to be that sloppy. But, you know, Outside of all of that, this will also be a lesson for him. I don't know. <laughs> He's go. It's almost like a. Um, no, I'm not gonna say that. That's nasty. <laughs> that it's almost his. His definitely his shine is going to go down. Like, oh, absolutely. He, you know, he got he got a. She definitely gave him a leg up. In the industry. It's like a Beyonce, Jay-Z situation. I was going like to say Cardi's. a uh, Mariah Carey, Nick Cannon situation. That too. I mean, the girls are always <laughs> killing the men. I like, was going to say a Mariah Carey, Nick Cannon situation. But well, like... Nick didn't cheat, though. They no, 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 no. But it's just in the sense that, like, she definitely helps, you know... Elevate Elevate his brand. Yeah. But it's... Mm-mm. My thing is, I just wanted to circle back really quickly to a point you said. You said... That she wanted to possibly salvage or save face. You knew what you were getting into when you married this man. Like, this is not the first cheating allegation. Like, you knew this man's motives and this man's characteristics while you were dating him and sleeping with him. But, you know, so, I mean, I think at some point you have to kind of take a little bit of responsibility as well. Because you're not, I don't think she was... By any means, blindsided by any of this, like she maybe knew. not blindsided, no, but just maybe tired and frustrated, and right. like yeah, you can't absolutely you can't always help who you become. Oh, we all know that. Yeah, you know, you can't help who you love or who you're in a relationship with, but you can change. And if some people aren't willing to change with you, then let what, well, let me go back. Wait, 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 wait. Let me go. Let me go back. <laughs> Can you help who you fall in love with? I don't think so. I think you can. I don't think you can. I think if you go back to the very, very bare bones basics, the reason why you're attracted to someone is from what you see first physically. And then when you talk to that person and get to know them, then you get attracted to that mentally. And then I think that that kind of only exponentially exaggerates, you know, the lust or the liking or the love. and mm-hmm. So sometimes you can't help. You know, people believe in love at first sight and all of that jazz. However, you can prevent yourself from being hurt if you are attracted to someone 
and then you start to find out about their no good tendencies, you can stop it right, right. there exactly. and move on. Yeah. No, agreed. So I I'm excited for Cardi. I hope that this is she's able to embark on this new chapter. Somebody said this was um, manufactured for her release of her sophomore album. This is a strategy. It could be. Smart. For, for her sophomore album. Very smart. Ooh, child. Okay, well, that's all I got. All right, well, let's take a break. Let's take a break, and we will come back with our um, spill segment for the week. And we're back. We are back. Hello. All right, so this week's spill segment, we are going to focus it on... Some news that we heard early last week. I think it was on Monday with the premiere of Tamron Hall's uh, second season of her talk show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was with, I don't want to say disgraced, but some kind of controversial politician, Andrew Gillum. Yeah, controversial is a good... Yeah, um... Andrew Gillum. And so for all of you all who don't know, Andrew Gillum uh, was in a bit of trouble, I guess it was this last year? It was almost, um, was it a year or two years ago? No, it was last year, six months ago. Okay. Uh, So it says that he was found inebriated and vomiting in a Miami hotel room. And when we talked about it out here. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? I do remember. I do remember. I just given it, given everybody a recap and paramedics and police officers responding to a call about a possible drug overdose in that hotel room. They found crystal meth when they arrived and a male sex worker was also there along with Andrew Gillum and other people. So, so yeah, it was another man in there, too. Yes. So it was two men that were in there which were apparently- with Andrew Gillum. Yes. Yeah. And the, so altogether four people. So the male right. sex worker, Andrew Gillum. And then another and man. And another man. Yes, so three, three people. people. Yes, 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 yes. And so on Monday, this past Monday, um, Andrew Gillum and his wife went on Tamron Hall. RJ, RJ Gillum. And basically discussed. And in that interview, Andrew... Uh, came out as bisexual. bisexual. So, first off, what are our thoughts on, on... the interview? Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we can break it out even a little. So, first, well, I mean, so what are our thoughts on him coming out as bisexual? Fine. I think he, he. I think that there was a part of him that had to address that, and I think that if I'm being honest. That was probably the cleanest way to do it. I mean, it, it was it's definitely an attempt to take control of the narrative. Yeah. Absolutely. Cleanest 100%. way to do it. Like, let's just... Take care of the narrative. And we're going to move on. Right. Now, that doesn't dismiss the crystal meth or the hotel room. Which he said he did not do. He said he was drinking and that was it. So then who overd- overdosed on the drugs? It was the escort, Dyson. Oh, you know his name? Travis Dyson. Oh. So I've been I've been following this very closely and I think overall let me just start with the interview. So okay. the interview and I applaud Tamron Hall for Snagging tackling this yes. and wanting she to did do it, it really well. Wanting to do it in a way that was respectful. I thought that she did a really great job with that and if you haven't been able to go catch her interview, please do. She's coming hard with this Nick with this new season um for her talk show. So um there were some things in there that I feel like oh, I it was really, this year. I really wanted her to 
It wasn't in 2020. Yes, it's March of 2020, girl. God. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> yes, it was in March of 2020 because it was right after we did For the Culture and Andrew was on there and I said, well, damn. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was I remember. This year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But I thought, I think that she did it in a way. There were some parts that I did want her to hit harder on, of course. But, um,. This bisexuality, I think, was the easiest way to go about doing it. So, what were your thoughts so on it? This is what it? So this is what it says, because I want, I want you to comment on this. It says, in a long, almost entirely somber interview, Gillum told Hall he's cried every day since the March incident. Mm-hmm. What was most hurtful was this. He cried belief. at the interview. Yeah, yeah, they got a picture of him. In, in quote, it says, what was most, most hurtful was this belief that I was somehow living a lie in my marriage and in my family, he said. His wife of more than a decade, R.J. Gillum, who participated in part of the interview, explained that Gillum had told her he was bi before they wed, though he'd never been out to the public. So many people just don't understand bisexuality, she said. Bisexuality is just something different. I just believe that love and sexuality exist on a spectrum. All I care about is what's between us and what agreement, agreement. we make to be in a relationship with That's each right. other. RJ's right. Agreement. So, what agreement they make, that is their business. And I have no... what. Hey, whatever y'all have going on, whatever RJ has agreed to, that is fine. I can't stand with the idea and the the um, statement that I was living a lot. Well, in and some she, respects, you were because I'm sure you weren't telling her that you were going. You were, you were at the bar in Miami and going to another bar to go to a friend's hotel room. I'm sure that that wasn't part of your communication to RJ. It kind of it feels like it negates itself because it's like. What was most hurtful was the belief that I was somehow living a lie in my marriage. But if she knew, then how was it living a lie? Well, no, yeah. And I guess that's what he's saying is that, like, it would be like that I would be, you know, deceptive to someone I love. I I think that's what he's saying. He's saying what was most hurtful from the backlash was the belief that that he he would be in some way that he would be deceptive to RJ. That's what he's saying. Got it. But in. Still. But you are being deceptive in a <laughs> sense still. because this is something that you're doing and I'm sure that that's not being communicated right. to RJ because I'm sure that she wouldn't be okay with you going and having, you know, drinks and drinks and drinks with um, escorts and in hotel and rooms friends. and things like that. So, why? Okay. So, what do we think? Like, just all overall interview, I have this... I, I let's talk about the interview and then let's go into the conversation about bisexuality. Okay, so interview. I thought the interview was good on Tamron's part for RJ and Andrew. I think this was a way to get in front and control the narrative, which yep. is great. I think they're doing this because Andrew still has political aspirations and they've got to get ahead of this now so that they can start rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they are going to be in for the long haul now, and he's going to have to start over. And so Andrew was the mayor of Tallahassee and famously ran against Ron DeSantis yes. for the governor. A very of close Florida. race. Half a, a very, percentage point. A very close race. It says Gillum 41 served as mayor of Tallahassee from 2014 to 2018 when he came within half a percentage point of clinching the Florida governor's seat. Yeah. So, what do you think about the interview? Just as a whole, what do you think? 
I thought the interview was fine. I thought Tamron should have pressed him a little bit more on the relationship and the friendship between him and said escort because that does get into more of the um the nuts and bolts the nuts and bolts of it like this whole like that i was living a lot well right in, in some respects that you were i'm sure that rj was not a friend was not aware of this friend and why were you in the some, hotel room you know so that 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 was something i felt like was glossed over for me right um his makeup was off and it was bothering me so I'm much. I'm looking at the picture right now and he looks a that red eyeshadow. Ashy. He got the red eyeshadow on. It does. Red, and the, the red lip. The pink highlighter. <laughs> the pink like, lip. All right, I'm looking at it right I'm, now. Yeah, He's got like I'm pink hair, you. a little red lip, a little red eyeshadow, and it doesn't look like the foundation yeah. matches completely, but I mean, it doesn't look bad. But anyway, so, I mean, that that's what I really wish that. Uh, Tamron went harder on not the makeup but the <laughs> relationship not the makeup but the relationship but the, but the relate because I mean she okay. they basically glossed over how you knew this how how he knew Travis Dyson and I would assume that Tamron had to kind of keep it a little cute because again this is daytime TV this is not a new show this is not primetime television and so it still needs to be somewhat family friendly and so I think therefore she hit on she pressed as much as she could while still keeping it very like family friendly Mm -hmm. because you know if you start getting into the details what we want to know is who bought the drugs why were you there what was it like you said what was the relationship he said he didn't do any drugs he said he doesn't do drugs he just drinks that's all he does he just drinks that's what was still why were you there like if you have this rising star and then apparently the friend that he was also there with he had only known for three months Mm-hmm. So why would you even put yourself in that kind yeah. of situation, especially if you're on this political pl- you have this political platform now? How did your clothes get off? My conspiracy. This is a conspiracy theory, and we've talked about this, but I think he was set up. He could have been. I think that there's a possibility that maybe he was set up because he came so close to beating Ron, but I don't know by who and or how and or how that unfolded but i mean it just seems very strange that like it just take for instance say you say say you got famous all of a sudden for doing something that everybody loved and you just instantly became this household name and then right. you just randomly showed up randomly were caught in a motel six with he definitely could have been set up but i will say this let me say this okay if you hear his story and you listen to the interview this was bound to happen. Andrew was just not in a good place after he right. lost the race. He was and had lots of feelings of depression and, yeah. and that he disappointed so many people. And he began to drink excessively. And he talked about how he was drinking almost every day coffee cups with whiskey and like how how he was showing up to events inebriated and RJ having to pull him from events early because he would fall asleep at the table. Like there was a lot going on with Gillum during that time, and there was something that was bound to happen. Um, it says, since then, he said the anguish of his loss sent him spiraling into deep depression and alcohol addiction, culminating yeah. at the Miami Hotel. Yep. He's received treatment for both conditions since and denies having ever used crystal meth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... With that being said, it, this could have been a setup, but there was something that was going to happen at some point because of just the road and slip, slippery slope that he was on. 
So, what do you... Let's pivot to... The bisexual The comment. bisexual part. Um, and this is a very, very, very tricky topic because first, I want to make sure that it is known that I think within the queer community, within the, the queer community, bisexuality mm-hmm. is usually a very hot button topic among among gay people and straight people for opposite reasons and so and black people and black people (laughs) right um it's a very hot button issue because again it raises questions of oh you're claiming you're bisexual but you're really just gay and just trying to like save face Mm -hmm. that's one angle the other angle is oh you're bisexual then they're all whatever stigma comes with Liking everybody. You want everybody. You a hoe. And I think it's important to understand that bisexuality is an attraction to the opposite gender. However, pansexuality is an attraction to anyone despite their gender. Mm-hmm. So let's make those points clear first. Okay, definition. And now what do you want to say? Just no. about his claims about being bisexual and what that means and what he should be doing moving forward now, I guess. Well, I mean, I can't give him a uh, action plan because I'm not bisexual. Right. But, I th- I mean... What, I mean, what do like you I think said, about him coming out as bisexual? That is fine. Like I said, I thought it was right. the it was the cleanest way to address yeah. the situation with the sex worker right. in the hotel. Um, I'm glad that he's now able to live this part of his truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and Publicly. I'm glad that he's able... What'd you say? I said publicly. Yeah, publicly. And being able to kind of share that and also hopefully be a role model. Now that he's part of the family, welcome. welcome. Hello. Hello. Um, Hi, how y'all doing? We'll send you a packet. <laughs> but how can you now use that uh, platform that you have to be a role model and advocate um, on behalf of that community? Agreed. I agree. So that's what I, I mean. That's what I will say. Now... You know that there's a long history, especially in the black the black community, um, in general, not just the black queer community, but the black community in general, about this idea of down low men um, who are quote unquote supposed to be bisexual, but kind of living these lies. And let me just say, I think I missed this. I left this part out. Bisexuality is attraction to the same or opposite gender, because obviously, if you're bisexual, you like either men and or women at some point. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I left out the same gender. So it's the, the opposite and or same gender. Yeah, so, so go ahead. Um, but no, so with this, I think that there is going to be conversations in, in the households of like what bisexuality is and how we need to put our, we need to destigmatize black sexuality, not black bisexuality. In our community. I mean, I think you hit it on the head. We do need to stigmatize, we need stigmatize to, yeah. black sexuality, period. Because black people have all different types of sexualities, too. You know, we are... Not every black person is the Bible-carrying, Christian, uh, straight, cisgender well, not that. And like, couple. You know, there just, are different types. But I also do feel that there is a special text when it comes to black men in particular, that does not allow them to explore their sexuality. Black masculinity is such a delicate 
thing. It's very toxic. Um, it's such a delicate thing that kind of stems back from, you know, days in slavery um, and kind of as black men establishing themselves as heads of household and that masculinity being a very delicate thing. And so yeah. because of that, there's not a lot of wiggle room for black men to kind of have um, explorations when it comes to their own sexual identity. So you have to be the epitome of a man's man and masculinity uh, within the black household or basically you are looked at like freaking uh, RuPaul and like what is the in-between right. of that and there just right. doesn't seem to be much that's provided on the spectrum and I'm so glad that now that Gillum has this ability to live out publicly he can be at some point in there within that spectrum of you know from bisexual to gay to trans to um, intersex and, and and all the people included in the community but one of the things that I'm going to need is for black gay people mm -hmm. to support him in his identification identification as bisexual. bisexual and we can't go around with all that girl gay she just saying like we we can't do that we have to allow that process to play out and if this is what he identifies as currently yeah, that's fine a, because that's where we get he into has to it figure out himself yeah yeah that's where you get into the the stigmatizing of like oh well you're really gay right and so he just doesn't want to say it i feel that i feel that i think i i will take him at his word and let him figure it out and if that's what it is, is bisexual then great welcome LGBTQIA. So welcome to the fam. Um, what I... What I think is that we've seen... I mean, and he's not the first, right? Like, so we have him. We have Taylor Bennett. Um, Chance, Chance the Rapper's little brother. Oh, yeah. That identifies as bisexual. We've had... Um, who else? We've had a couple of people I mean, recently kind of come out, yes, but it needs to be, we need to see it on a larger plane and we need to mm -hmm. see um, people be able to live in that and have that as a part of their identity without the second guess or the second look or side eye. Right. Um, there's a very interesting article that came out about a year ago that I'm going to send to you and you guys can look it up too. It's on um, BET and it's entitled... Mm -hmm. Why don't black men get to be bisexual? Mm. Okay. And it kind of tackles some of the things that we talked about um, in this conversation about the stigmas and all of that, about how that kind of comes down. Um, and it's so entrenched in who we are mm -hmm. um, in our community. And so we, we need to start pulling those roots up. Let me ask you this before we close out this segment. Do you think that Andrew Gillum has a way forward in his career politically now? In public office? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was going to say, yeah, I think that he could have some type of political career. Do I see him in public office? Um, well, I mean, all public political careers are public offices. Well, see, and I wasn't talking about that. I was saying like political commentary or something like. Oh, I'm thinking no, no, about no, like no, 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 I'm no. thinking about all of the things that come in with that, like okay. advising no, and like all of that office. stuff. But holding you're talking about an, an actual holding the office. Yeah. I say why not? I definitely think that he can. 
I don't know if it will be able to extend outside of Florida. I think Florida is someone who's watched Andrew Gillum grow up. He came into office very young in that state, and they've seen him grow up. And so he's kind of like, um, he's he's definitely a person and a presence down there. And I think what I would love to see from the state is for them to embrace him and welcome him back if he so chooses. So do I think that he could have a career in public office? Yes. Um, I think that Andrew Gillum is someone that they were saying like, Early on, they were making comparisons to Barack Obama. Right. Of saying that he this is this is a the kid that could go thing. all the way. Yeah. And because of what's transpired, I don't think that that's true anymore. I honestly don't. Just because of all of the things that we just got finished talking about, all of the stigmas, all of the thoughts and things that we have to do to uproot those in our community, um, I don't think that he will be able to hold public office outside of the state. So... Gosh, I, this segment is going to run longer. But to me, you just hit on something that that's, to me, that's not fair because, and, and no one said life is fair, but if you give, so, if someone like Pete Buttigieg can run for president, I don't see why Andrew can't. I'm not saying that he couldn't run. He could run. And be popular. But I don't think that he would, I don't think that he would be elected to the office. I So here's, and I told you, I've told you this off mic already. Earlier off this the record. Week. Off, no, you no. off the record. It's let's be clear. Off the <laughs> off, record. Well, it's not off the record. If I'm about to say it on the record. Now you want to bring it. Um, I think Andrew absolutely has a chance, but it is going to take time. at the presidency. It's going to take time, and when I say that, this is what I mean. At the president. Let me talk. Okay, go ahead. Yes, at the presidency. Okay. I think that Andrew is going to have to start all over. And I've, again, this is go back to the I start with you. I think he's, and when I say start all over, I mean start all over. Alderman. B- <laughs> city, city alderman. The controller. Dog catcher. I think he is going to have to start all over being a mayor somewhere. He's going to have to start back at the bottom. Okay, so he can go be mayor of Tallahassee. Uh, I don't know, I, and you know what? That's not even to say that he even has to stay in Florida. He doesn't even have to. He could. Move. I think he. I think that he should stay in Florida. I, yeah, I was going to say I think he should stay in Florida. I think, but that, that doesn't mean stay. he has to because Mitt Romney moved and got tried to run for Senate again because he lost his seat. Remember that? Yeah, I think. I, yeah, but I think Andrew's going to have to start as a mayor, work his way back up to attorney general, and then try to run for governor again or a House of Representatives seat. I don't think he has right now the momentum and or credibility to run for a Senate seat or anything else like that, but Mm -hmm. it's going to take some time. It's going to take some years. I would say give it another 10 years, and I think he might be... 10? Yeah. I I mean, you you have to think about terms. Like, if you're the mayor, you're the mayor. How long is a mayoral term? I'm not really sure. I I think it's four years. I I would not pass the citizenship test, let's (laughs) just be clear. It's two Um, or four years, something like that. But yeah, from a mayoral term to an attorney general term. So a 10-year, give him a 10-year, and you think that he would be able to do it. And yeah, give it a decade, and then I think... I think it will take a little longer. Starting back... It may. It might. It might. But I think at the world we live in now... I don't necessarily think that what he's been through is a deal breaker. Okay. Um, I feel like this is what I will say. If he did, if he did run, this situation would be brought, brought back up, split wide open, and dissected. 
Which is why it's smart to just get in front of it now and put everything out now. But everything's not out. We just right, said that. Right now, or everything's not out right now, but that's not to say that in the coming weeks, more information can't be Possibly. provided. Possibly. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Let's take a break. Yes, let's take another break. And we will be back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back, everybody. Right. It is time for Fizz or Flat. Yes. That is where we review all of the top moments happening in pop culture, and we give it a fizz if we like them, and a flat if, if we're we not. don't. <laughs> so you go first. Hit me off with what's your first fizz or flat. Okay, so the very first thing that I have that I would love to talk about, this is just a quick uh, praise report and shout out to Miss Punky Johnson. Hey. Yes, so Punky Johnson has now become the latest member of Saturday Night Live. What's extra special is that she will be the first out African-American woman to star um, in, in the sketch series. So, Come on, Punky Johnson. Yes, so she um, identifies as lesbian and will be making her way to join the ranks of several other LGBT What's her real name? Um... Her, is it Punky or? Is I don't know what her real name is. That's a good question. Punky might be a stage name or just her. I don't know what her government name is. Um, I know she's originally from New Orleans, so it could be Punky. I think. I mean, I'm looking it up, and it, it could says be Punky. Punky. Yeah, I think that that's just like her. It's like Whoopi. I am here for it. It's like Whoopi. Do you I'm, know Whoopi's real name? Her is, first name? Oh, she does have a. First Do you know what it is? Don't look it up. <laughs> Quick trivia. <laughs> Damn it, I did, but I don't right off the top of my head. What is Karen. It? Yes. Um, but, so, Punky joins the ranks with several other LGBTQ cast members, Kate McKinnon, as well as Bowen Yang. So Karen Elaine Johnson is Whoopi Goldberg's real name. I told you, Karen, yeah. But she but spells it weird. Yes, yeah, C-A-R-Y-N. You know black people spell stuff differently. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I uh, looked up Punky and Punky, it literally just says Punky Johnson. It so that's why I said she's from New Orleans. It definitely could be. Shout out to everybody in New Orleans. Well, shout but, out. I give um, that a fizz. So yeah, it's definitely a fizz for me. I'm really excited. We also, uh, with that, Ego um, was promoted. So Ego was also a cast member. Ego Nwudum, I don't, forgive me for her, the pronunciation of her last name, but it's like Nwudum. Um... But Ego was promoted. She was just fe- she was a featured cast, oh, but now she's she's part of the she's part of the main cast. So shout out to her. I nice. love love to see it. Nice. Yeah. Um, fizz for me too. Okay. What's so next for you? My quick fizz was shout out to Maya Rudolph, okay. Emmy winning actress. Congratulations, she yay just, Maya! Yes, she just won her first ever Emmy for Big Mouth. Uh, she voices. Yay. Connie, yeah, the hormone the, uh, monstrous, yeah, monstrous, monstrous. Um, she won an Bumble Emmy for five. it. Just, just won an Emmy for it. So, congrats to um, Maya, and we look forward to seeing much more of you as Kamala Harris. Yeah, uh, this year as uh, SNL returns this fall. So, just a big shout out, and it's a fist for me. Yeah, I'm really excited for Maya as well as Carrie Washington, yes. who got her first what Emmy. Was it, was it Little Fire? No, she got an Emmy for the Creative Arts Emmys for um, the. She was a producer on the All in the Family Good Times. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, right. Special that that's was right. on ABC, I believe. That's and right. So oh, that's right. She, the real, the, the, Primetime Emmy. So she was, yeah, she was honored for her work as an executive producer. So that was um, 
yeah, that was a really great thing to finally see her recognized after being robbed so many times for scandal. That is still a shocker to me. So I'm glad to see that she now finally has an Emmy. So yeah, great, nice. great stuff with her. Cool. All um, right, what else you got? So Madonna, mm. the original Material Girl, interesting, has been slated to direct and co-write her own biography. Does she movie. have any directing credits? I don't think she has any directing credits. Maybe some music videos, but she is going to be here in the driver's seat for her own story. Um, uh, right now, we do not have a title, but um, we all want to know who's going to play Madonna. Well, no casting or anything has right. been said yet. But Who do you think? I don't know. I was thinking about it. I could see someone like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, first, Frank, let's first things first. How do you feel about her being in the driver's seat of her own biopic? Why not? Wendy Williams is doing hers. Yeah. Yeah. So, I Um, I don't see why not. So, okay. Nobody can tell your story better than you. Mm. I mean, she's got a partner. Like, so it's not like she's just taking, she's not pulling an Issa Rae and doing everything herself. Well, no. So, I mean, she's got a partner. Um,. So this is what I was going to say. She, I don't know how I feel about people doing their own biopics. I feel like you need, because I feel like that sometimes might have people shy away from different moments that might not have been as favorable or as, uh, that might not showcase them in the best light. And you need someone to kind of, who has that like outside bird's eye view of the situation to be like, Okay, although th- this didn't show you at your best, like this was very, this is important to your story because. Uh, I think I would disagree with that. I think doing your own bio, and, the, and I would have to use it under the parameter is how true, how how much are you going to stand in your truth? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, so like, if you, you were have going that. to stand in your truth. I think the tea would be piping hot because you experienced it firsthand. And included it in your biopic. Now, if you choose not to, I think it's going to be very obvious, especially if there are moments in your career that were headline headline making. And if you don't address those and or tell the story behind them, people are going to know. And then it's just going to be less less credit for your biopic in general. Will so. we know? Or like that's that's my question. Because see, what I feel like when other people, when you don't do your biopic, that calls for people to go out, actually research, figure out. This is how it happened from like several different points of view, um, and this is this could possibly come be just coming from one point of view. Well, which I is think, Madonna's. I think when I think of biopics, the one I will forever say was one of the best, and the way that they collaborated was TLC's. I think TLC did a very good job of. Mm. They didn't helm their biopic, but they were heavily involved and were able to kind of like tell the stories and like even the not so like they said you know them and they didn't get along with left out Lisa that much or that often because you know she was out here trying to do her thing and they were you know it was a there was some contention there and so like they addressed that and so i mean that's something that we knew but like we're wanting confirmation on and so i think that type of partnership i think worked out well in their favor yeah, I just looked it up. This Madonna has directed before. What did she direct? She's had two features: um, "Filth and Wisdom," which came out in two thousand eight, and then the two thousand eleven "We," um, which actually won a Golden Globe. We. Yeah. We. It's it's an acronym for something. I don't know. 
It's W E. What won a Golden Globe for what? I don't know. It's it says it just won a Golden Globe. It just has Golden Globe beside it. Um, but hey, shout out to her. So I mean, maybe she'll be able to do this kind of very, you know, subjective or objective look at her story and bring in some people. I just, I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It was the Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song. Oh, okay. So, nothing to do with the feature film. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it won something, so hey. For, for what she does best, music. Okay. So, that don't count. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I didn't say that she had a Golden Globe for directing. I'm just saying that the the movie that she was a part of did win a Golden Globe. But I mean, it'd be um, different if it was like Golden Globe for writing or costumes or something but this is a song like girl this is literally what you costume. do okay but anyway so i think it will all come down to who she chooses and selects to be madonna her i agree anybody that you can think of off the top of your head there's this one and the only reason why i say this is because madonna has a gap in her teeth as well there's this one model I forget her name, this white woman. Uh, she might be a little it's bit... It's a chop for me already. You said model. I'm like, no, actress. <laughs> okay, so you we're, talk, we're thinking act. I it's mean, there's a, a lot of actresses turned models. Look at Bella Hadid and... Or uh, what's the other... Gigi Hadid and other... Uh, 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 all I'm going to say is Jan Sport, get ready, baby, because this is your moment. I want to rule the Jan Sport, if you don't play... Look, girl, you better get out there. Just Shout or out. just Jan, just, just, Jan. just Jan now, but um, this is your moment, baby. So let's shine. I don't know who I would get acting wise. Could you okay? So tell me, the, you're gonna laugh at this. I said Jan, who that's my number one choice. What about a Lindsay Lohan? No, absolutely not. No, okay. I think you know what? I think it would actually be better if they went with an unknown. Well, I mean, <sighs> that's what I think would actually be better. Oh. Okay, so know. I'm looking up. So these are some of the people that they're already saying to begin with. Who? Okay, I don't like this person, but I think that it could possibly work. Kristen Stewart. No, chop. I think it. I think it could work. I don't chop. like. I don't like her, but she does look like Madonna. She does not look like. Madonna. So they have. So let me send you this photo of them side by side because I'm like, okay, girl. Um. The other person that they have is Julia Garner, who I personally love from the Ozarks. Um, she's an actress from the Ozarks. She's also in The Assistant. Um, well, it's going to have to be somebody young. I think, so Julia's young. How young? She's like 20, I don't know, let's see, 20, maybe 28. Oh, okay, that's good. Because what Kristen Stewart is in her 30s, isn't she? But I don't think Kristen Stewart. Uh-uh. But Kristen Stewart does not look like she's in her thirties. Like, let's be clear. Um, she also does not look. like Julia Garner's twenty six, but okay. look her, look her up. Julia I think Garner? that she, I think that she looks a lot like uh, Madonna too. So those are those are people. But I think it might need to be an unknown just so we can kind of take it out of that. Um, I could see Julia Garner. Yeah, I could I see, see that, that too. She's a really great actress too. Um, We'll see. Um, fizz okay. or flat to this, Marcus? Uh, I'm going to give... Ugh. I'm giving it a flat because I don't like people who 
do their own biopics. I'm going to give it a flat just because I don't really care about kind of biopic. I definitely, oh, I definitely am going to be watching it. I want to see Madonna. Um, I really want to see how they play it out with that whole beginning of her career. Sorry for the sirens again. So I really want to see how they play it out with the beginning of her career. Um, with, you know, that whole piece about like, they originally tried to like hide Madonna's face. Right. Because she sound because apparently people thought that Madonna was black. They thought it was a black girl. Mm. Um, and so they didn't really want to like showcase Madonna's face early on um, in, in her career. Let me ask you this. Who do you think should play Guy Ritchie? Oh, I don't even know. Who cares? Guy Ritchie is not a presence. He's not someone who holds like a physical presence for me to even like look at like. um, But he holds a big uh, part of her life. I mean, yes, but I think that Guy Ritchie is someone just like almost anybody would be is somebody who definitely got eclipsed by Madonna. I feel like you could put a mop next to whoever this is going to be and be like, that's Guy Ritchie. And I'd be like, okay, I'll believe it. You know what's very interesting is why she didn't get Guy Ritchie to direct. Because she's directing. She's like, I don't need no man. I'm directing. Guy Ritchie is a director. Okay, but so what? I'm directing. Hmm. And they, they still have a good relationship. Okay, fine. Interesting. Yeah, it's a flat for me. Yeah, it's a flat. I just, I really, I don't want her to do her, I don't want her to direct it. But I think it could be a really good story. So I'm definitely going to watch. My only last thing I want to just talk about really quickly is shout out to the PS5 being debuted and released for pre-orders. And it is sold out. So if you're looking for it, keep looking because it ain't there for right now. Are you looking for it? I was. You You play video games? I do play video games. Thank you very much. You have a gaming system? Not at the moment. I do not. When do you play video games? At other people's houses. Oh, okay. So, thank you. Yeah, why you tried to check me, check I was very... I did not know that about you. I I really did not know that about you. Yes. Anyways, on to the topic of... Because I'm not the topic of discussion right now. I'm just saying I didn't know. Yes, you did. That you... When have I seen you play video games? I mean, it's been a while, so... When? Since you've seen me, yeah. Okay. That's fair. I've never seen you play a video game. I've played video games in front of you before. In front of me? Yes. Where? Where we've been to places, yeah. Like, especially back in Kentucky. No, I can't say that. Anyways, um, Sony has announced that the PlayStation 5 will cost $499 when it's launched on November 12th alongside the $399 digital edition. Child, this stuff, no. No, Well, it's on par with all the other systems out there right now. No way. um, Pre-orders began on the 17th, but of course, sold out pre-orders. There was a really good meme um, that was talking about all the girls that are going out and buying their boyfriends. Oh, uh, yeah. PS5 PS5 box with a hundred reasons why I love you. like well no there was one that even said like um fellas a lot of y'all letting y'all girls go out there and be uh, and buy these ps5s the minute y'all get into an argument turn, turn my, my game, game off, off. <laughs> that was that took me turn my game out. off since you since you got a smart mouth turn that get turn my game off and that took me out um yeah so. um the other other thing i wanted to so number one it's a fizz for that but what's even more of a fizz is the spider-man game if you all have not seen there's a seven minute sort of um demo of the second the sequel to the first spider-man game Does this have the miles morales yes. character in and it, it is okay. black it is black 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 and i yeah. love it he looks I great about that he looks dope um you, you, uh, your man and i were talking about it earlier this week and okay, he's excited about it too so um, it's a so- total fizz for me. 
Uh, if you can afford it, go out and get it. Go out and drop those ducats on it. If you no, save it, invest it. <laughs> okay, I'll give you one of those. Inv- invest uh, that money. LLC Twitter. Okay. Yeah, invest that money. <laughs> you LLC Do not girl. Go get this Got PS5. It. Uh, but it's a fizz for me, so that's all I wanted to say. I'm surprised that they haven't made these things now available like on the computer. Well, that's what the digital version is for, and so the digital edition. It's it's. Not necessarily on the computer, but it's like memory yeah. and stuff that you can save. So it's so interesting that they console. haven't done that to the because I feel like if y'all push for them to put these things on the computer, that would completely bust this whole gaming system scam. Um, oh, you think it's a scam? Well, not scam, no, because people do enjoy it and people really do like it, but I'm just surprised that with all the technology, it hasn't found a way to be on the computer. Are you giving it a fizz or a flat? Because of the price, I have to give it a flat. That's, no. What do you mean? The, the price is on par with any other gaming system. I think it's too expensive. All of the gaming systems are too expensive. Okay, well, then they even, all get a flat for me, too. And what's even worse is that a flat. damn Nintendo Switch costs almost I won't be much. buying a PS5, I tell you that, so. Well, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Are you going to buy one? I might. Oh, okay. I might. So, uh, okay, well, we are wholly... Um, out of time, but quickly, what are you taking from this episode? We're over time. Um, I don't know if I have a takeaway from this episode. I think we've talked a lot about a lot of different things. The one th- conversation that I feel like I do need to apply to my own self is because I am guilty of it as well, is taking out some of those stigmas and those internal biases that I have uh, towards people who identify as bisexual. Um, there's a part of my mind that immediately goes to that age of, oh, you're just saying that you're actually this. Um, so call, turn in the mirror on myself to do some self-reflection and find in those instances and in my future instances about how to address that. Remind me on a, a future episode. I actually have a story about that um, and a past you relationship. You might as well do it. So remind me on a new on another. You might episode. as well put it in. I'm not gonna do it here because it's too long, drawn out, and messy, and I don't want to. I don't want to talk. That's about what it we right love now. here on Cold Pop. Clearly, uh, my only takeaway is justice for Breonna Taylor. Um, civil suit be damned. There still needs to be some type of justice for her killing, um, her murder. So yeah, that's all. I'll leave it at. Great. Well, you can find us on social media at Cold Pop Show for our Instagram, our Facebook, and our Twitter. We on Twitter, bitch. So follow us Ow. on Twitter at Cold Pop Show. Um, we I'm tried waiting to... on Trent to give me the damn login information. No, 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 no. That's, um, no. So, do you need to pass it along? As executive producer, we... <laughs> We I love how your title to, goes up. We first, hold your first your producer. And who gets access to social media? Now you're executive. Pro- the, the next time you mention it, you're gonna be the damn vice president, huh? Because yeah, it just certainly. keeps going up and up. So, anyway, but you can find us there on those social media platforms. You can find me at Trenton Rashad on IG and on Twitter at Trenton RD. And you can find me on all the socials at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. And if you want to listen to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. Cold Pop, at us. Um, 
You can send us an email if you have any suggestions, show suggestions, or listener letters. We haven't yet to get a listener letter, but we'd love to read some. So send us an email at Cold People Pop like, Show. Look, I'm not telling you none of my business. The way y'all talk. <laughs> you can send us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And we will see you next time. Bye, pop stars. Bye.